Baines Plus One. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, originally recorded on Hoxton Radio. Each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a tattoo artist delving into a tattoo design. This week I had brilliant comedian and TV personality Ellie Taylor. We talked about top tips for lying, redoing our bathrooms and getting tattoos on your forehead. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. You are listening to Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines. My special guest is here. It's Ellie Taylor. Hello! There she is. She's here. Blowing your eardrums. Sorry, that was very loud. <laughs> okay. I've just had um, a bit of a raw, um, like, flatjack bar. And um, it's all stuck in my teeth, so oh. I think I was trying to overcompensate for claggy mouth. You're trying to blow all the bits yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> I like bit, that. Yeah. I've got one in my eye. No. Um, welcome to the show. Hi, mate. How are you? Really well, thanks very much. How are you? I'm wonderful. You're wearing delicious red lipstick. Uh, yeah, I just did a silly video on Instagram where I was pretending to be Candice from the Bake Off. <gasps> um, so I put a lot, a lot of lipstick on. And I think it's, there's, I don't know how much of it is left on my lips. I think there's a lot of it around my face. It looks great. Thanks. Yeah. I like the bit up near your eyebrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, are you a Great British Bake Off fan? I am. I watched it last night. It was the final. It was the final. Well, I was out at this bar. So te- can you give me highlights that aren't spoilers? I was going to say that aren't spoilers, but we know. I mean, we're talking Candace about the Bake Off. One. They're spoilers, so go away. Okay. If you listen, <laughs> you idiot. Um, I would say, what were the highlights? Um, there were three people in a tent. Did you, have you watched any of it? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So Just was, not the final. It was Andrew Jane and Selassie. Candace. Oh, he went. I know. Dead and gone, mate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and they all did some good bakes they all did some not so good bakes and in the end did they Candice won but I knew that I knew that what was the normally in the final they all do quite well they all had some problems with some um, sausage rolls the the pastry was too thick it wasn't cooked properly it's quite dramatic. And I do, I, I really, mean, no one can see your face, but you look genuinely worried for all of in them. Gross. Do you know, for the first night in ages last night, I was watching telly and I thought, right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have my phone. You know, you double screen and you don't really yeah. pay attention to anything. I had my phone in a different room and I got very, very much engrossed in the bake off. Um, and it was great. And I really wanted Jane to win just because oh. she, she, I love how sort of, she always looks very like red faced and like she's on the verge of tears. Yeah. And I love that any moment you think she's just going to start crying. Um, I really wanted her to win, but Candice was a was a, a, a very valid winner. I think valid, a valid. That's she such did, awful she did very dude. well. No, she was great. She was really. You great. weren't a fan of her. No, I just like. She's Jane. just valid. <laughs> <laughs> All she is is lipstick. That's what she is. Um, no, she was granted. She made lots of yummy things. Was it Val, the woman who moved from foot to foot while she baked? Val of old. Um, yeah, Val, Val. It was like that. She had an answer for everything. I loved her. Oh, she was great, wasn't she? It was right time for me to go. Who moves from foot to foot while they're big? <laughs> I love that. She's like, I'll exercise. <laughs> Does that work? Multitasking. If you're going to eat all the cake, you've got to do something. Now, what are you going to do? What's going to happen in your life now the Great British Bake Off is over, Ellie Taylor? Well, I've only just realised, right, I've been playing, paying for Amazon Prime for the last year and didn't realise. Okay. So I've now got access to a lot of programmes that I feel like I have to watch to get my money's worth. Are you a Netflix fan? Yeah, all of that stuff. Oh. All of that stuff. You know what's happening on the 4th of November? It's actually my birthday, Sam. Thank you so oh. much for bringing that up. Yes. <laughs> and they're celebrating on Netflix. Bye. With the release of The Crown. Ah! Oh, right. Oh, well, that's a happy coincidence. Is it your birthday? Yeah. Remember, remember the 4th of November. Obviously. Everyone knows that one, Ellie guys. Taylor's birthday. <laughs> How will you celebrate? Um, going on a little staycation. Oh. So popping down to Cornwall in November because that's going to be delightful. Mm, lovely. Um, just lots of like sort of sitting and being cosy and possibly books. being stuck in Cornwall because of snow. It's not snow in November. This is England. It could okay. snow at any time. <laughs> On the verge. Yeah. I'm looking out the window now to check. <laughs> it was sunny this morning, but you never know. Oh, well, happy birthday for that. Thanks, mate. That sounds lovely. Yeah. I can't believe 25. Who would have thought it? I know. Stop. Why is there too much laughter there? You know, you look 23. <laughs> Thanks. Especially Thanks. with that bit of lipstick by your eyebrow. <laughs> She's starting to worry there it actually is now. Now, Ellie Taylor, I do a quick fire round with people. Yeah. Have you ever been in a quick fire situation previously? Um, no, I don't think so. 
<laughs> you look really furrowed I'm brow. Quite, I'm quite scared. excited. I get quite competitive. Can you be competitive oh, quick? Yes, you can. I mean, you're the yourself. only one playing. I'm but... going to win it. Right. <laughs> Game on. Um, so what's going to happen is I'm going to give you two options yep. and you're going to pick one. Oh, OK. And it's going to be quick. OK. And if it's not quick, I'm going to do scary eye. Yeah. Uh, oh, OK. OK, so be yep. as quick as you can. OK. Here we go. Ellie Taylor. It's your quick fire round. Okay. Tea or coffee? Tea. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Comedy or acting? Comedy acting. No, one or the other. Comedy. Comedy. Uh, cats or dogs? Cats. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Breakfast or lunch? Breakfast. Car or train? Train. Watson or Sherlock? Sherlock. Pen or pencil? Pencil. Sweet or savoury? Sweet. Trump or Clinton? Clinton. Half empty or half full? Half empty. TV or radio? I'm dead inside. What? TV, TV or radio? Radio. Um, radio, probably more now. Thank you. Halloween or Christmas? <laughs> Christmas. Ketchup in the cupboard or in the fridge? Uh, cupboard. Adventurous or cautious? Cautious. Trick or treat? Trick every time. <gasps> Jaffa cakes. Are they cakes or biscuits? Biscuits. Halloween, fun or scary? It's fun. You pass. <gasps> the quick fire round. That's quite a lot of pressure. I'm not very decisive. You did quite well, Thank apart you. from comedy or acting. Because I don't want to choose. Why make me choose? Though? I know. People always make me choose. People like to stressful. be pigeonholed, they don't, don't they? They don't want you to do everything. You have to pick something. And you, they can't just let you be. But I, we want it all. We want it all. I think in America, they're more like chilled out. You don't have to be so boxed in. You can kind of do it all, right? What do you say you are to people? Well, if I meet someone for the first time, I get really embarrassed about saying anything. So I used to say, oh, I'm a performer, which makes me sound like a stripper. A performer? Yeah. So then I say, no, I'm exotic right. in front of that would make you sound like exotic. a stripper. <laughs> um, so I usually say writer or something. I, okay. I still, after how many years I've been doing comedy? Six years. I find it weird to say I'm a comedian. Really? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I, feel, I think I, I find it a bit showy offy. Like, it's when you're engaged and you say, my fiancé. I yes. think it, it, it requires a response. It's quite, it's sort of a pokey thing to say. It makes someone ask a question. And I don't, I don't know, I don't always feel comfortable with that. So. I, I think fiancé requires a flourish of hand. A fiancé. Because <laughs> it's yeah. such a ridiculous word. Um, so, so you, yeah, that's funny. I always say I'm a comedian because I think saying an actor is more showy off I would say actor over comedian. I think would that's you? more, yeah, that's more like But then gravitas. people always say, what will I have seen you in? Your mum. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. No, I know. And it's, yeah, and then people, yeah, and then people, have you met this person? Well, do you know who I think's funny? And I just, a lot of the time, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, that's funny. I find with, with comedian, people just go, oh, wow, and then don't really say anything. Oh, no, I've not found that. Oh. No. We need to swap friends. We do. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything would be fine. Now, I've got a few more questions for you. Uh -huh. You've got a bit longer to answer okay, these. Cool. We ask these to everyone. Sure. No pressure. What's the most recent lie you've told? Oh, what is the most recent lie I've told? I think I lie quite a lot. Mm. Um, oh, I tell you what. Yesterday, my friend was going to visit. Another friend has just had a baby. And I didn't lie, but if I'd have... I said I was waiting in for a delivery, which I was waiting in for a delivery. But if I'd have pulled my finger out, I probably could have made the trip, but it would have been a bit of a scramble, and I didn't make the scramble. Why didn't you want to go? Because you were uninterested in seeing no, the baby. No, I really want to see the baby. I really do, but it's so. It was. She lives a very long way away, and I needed to be back in the evening. And it was just a lot of schlep, man. And I have to get so many trains anyway. It's just I don't really want to get a train on my day off. Do you have a go-to excuse for not doing a gig that you? Do oh yeah I, yeah I have yeah I really try not to cancel gigs because I think it's really unprofessional. Um, no, but if someone asks you and they're like, oh, on your website it says you're free. Oh, and you don't want to do it. Oh yeah, I just say I'm busy, got something on. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. So mysterious. Yeah, yeah you I'm don't busy. even give a specific. You shouldn't have to give I'm an busy. excuse though, should you? That's mm, the I like thing. It. And then before I know it, I've given like three reasons about why. As soon as you go for more than one reason, you're you're. You're being dodgy. Too much detail. Yeah. Top tips with Ellie Taylor. Yeah. Lying. <laughs> uh, let's tweet that. So, any secret habits or talents? Um, talents, absolutely nothing. I've got nothing. I've got no party tricks. Comedy and acting. Yeah, but that'll have to my job, isn't it? I've got nothing else. <laughs> it's I've not got not talent. like. I can't, I've got quite bendy thumbs. That is a secret. But you can't, talent. You can't go, Britain's Got Talent with off. I've got quite bendy thumbs, Simon. Well, if you put that to music, you probably could. If I, I could put a plate on my thumb. That would be 
perfect Britain Got I'm Talent. I'm showing it. It doesn't really work particularly well over radio. It will, I think we'll balance the cup on that and we'll put that on Instagram. Let's make it go viral. <laughs> Let's um, see how many likes it gets. <laughs> and my hidden um, interest. I've got really into podcasts and radio, but then the, like, the last couple of years, I've got really into like factual stuff. And I quite... Uh, like Blaine's plus one. Like Blaine, Bl- Blaine's, <laughs> Blaine. Blaine's plus Debbie one. Blaine. Yeah, yeah, he does lots of stuff He's about great. levitating. Um, so yeah, I'm quite into that. That's kind of my hobby, I suppose. What, like are, fa- your, what are your your top factual podcasts? Um, or just storytelling. I really like. I like the Moth, which is storytelling. Okay, really nice. Producer Kieran is nodding. Yes, there's one called Strangers as well, which is kind of similar storytelling. Um, described as an empathy hit and I quite like that an empathy hit an empathy hit yeah um, what about my dad wrote porno I have listened to that very very lols I love um, do, uh, No Such Thing as a Fish excellent so they're the guys who do the, they're like QI elves yes. very 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 funny um, yeah and t- you know TED Talks online and the old This American Life classic classic do you watch the do, do you watch do you listen to the new one though what because there was Adnan Oh, oh, cereal. That's yeah. cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's by This American Yes, Life, it is. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've listened. To, yeah, I've listened to both the cereals. I like. I like that. Do you like the second one? Um, didn't I, get into it. I, I liked it, and then it kind of petered out. But again, there's no sort of resolution in either, which I found a bit annoying. Yeah. I want an. I want an. I want an end. I want an answer to this real oh, life my dilemma. God. Have you seen the? Oh my god, what is it? I can't remember what it's called. So it's not a very good conversation. There's an amazing <laughs> show. There's an amazing show on HBO called the. Oh, I can't remember what it was. I'll come back to you and it's going to be great. Okay. Baines plus one. Baines plus one. Ellie Taylor's here. She is here. She's checking her lips. I was just checking my teeth, actually, because this is a very, very seedy bar and I've got <laughs> very big teeth. And I just get. It. So it's going to take me years to get through it. Just, I think you should just give up. No, because it's nice. I just have <laughs> okay. the. Okay. I just have such big teeth. So much stuff get caught in them. It's a nightmare. I have the teeth of a horse. I like your teeth. Mm. Teeth game strong. A lot of them. <laughs> Ellie, it's time for your interview proper. Okay. About like comedy and shiz. Oh God. Okay. So, um, how did you how did you get into the comedy lark? I got into comedy because um, I was working in a day job, desk job, doing um, what was I doing? PR and marketing and stuff, and quite a bit corporate thing. And I always wanted to like show off when I was younger. We did acting and stuff when I was younger and at uni. Um, and then ended up getting this grown-up job and felt der- terribly sort of despondent and was looking back to uni as like the glory days. So when I was about 25, I saw a friend of mine do some stand-up just do an open mic night, and we'd been to uni together. And I thought, oh, you're, you can if you can do that, I can do that. We're very similar. We've done the sort of same kind of things. It kind of made it accessible. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Never because I never thought about it before. So I signed myself up for a night and I did it, and I just carried on doing it, and that was it. And it was all just to. A sort of a way to sort of prove to myself, I suppose, that I was more than my desk job, and it never felt like it never gave me the validation that I wanted because I'm incredibly needy. Um, and I suppose it was just a really good outlet for me. And then I, n- I never ever thought it would go to be my career ever. So yeah, it's an amazing few years, really. And do you think you fulfilled your goal? Do you feel more than your desk job? I do, but then that comes, it comes with its own stresses, doesn't it? When the thing that you love becomes your job, um, it, it sort of some ways can take the sheen off it a little bit it becomes less fun because you know you have to do it to pay the bills and when when were you able to quit your desk job I did it really early in a really weird way because I got into a um, ITV reality show called show me the funny which is sort of like the x factor for comedy I watched it did you yeah so it was like probably five or six years ago now and it was I hadn't ever been paid for a gig at this point I'd just do an open mic and I got through the rounds of auditions and uh, I got onto it and I had to, to be able to film, I had to quit my job. So I quit my job. I, I wasn't sure about doing it. All of my family and my boyfriend now, my husband, were like, you should definitely do it. What an opportunity. And I could have been out within the first week, but I managed to stay in uh, six out of seven weeks in the end, I think. And so it was, and from that, it was it was great. It was a great little stepping stone for me. It was really Do lucky. you think it was good to have someone telling you you just had to quit your job? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because I wouldn't have done it. Because I'm very, as we did in the quickfire questions, I'm very cautious. Um, and also, uh, half glass, half empty. I'm negative. <laughs> I'm a, such a, I'm a hoot. You are uh, a real comedian. <laughs> negative I am, and cautious. I am dead inside. I really am. So I need other people to sort of give me a kick and to, to believe that I can do it when I didn't think I could do it. And it, do you think that's why you do comedy? Because every time you tell a joke, the audience laugh and that kind of says, but you can do this. Momentarily says, you are enough. Yeah. And then the gig ends and then I go back to being dead inside <gasps> until the next gig. There's an actress who has, you are enough, I am enough tattooed on her. 
that should be. Would you? Do you know? Get think, do you know? I think I said that because that might phrase in my head because I think Candice, Candice from the Bake Off, um, actually said something very similar. I think she said so, along the lines of "I'm enough" or "I finally I'm enough" or "I now I know I'm enough." That's what Nadia said as well. Oh, Nadia made me properly cry last year. I got a bit teary last night too. I just think I don't know if it's like quite a female trait to just never think to always know. to be striving, never just never feeling confident in your own abilities. And I think just having that validation. And again, my husband's like, well, she doesn't. Why she should just be happy that she's got this far. She doesn't make and like all the people in the final. You shouldn't need to win something to have that validation. But that's what we're did all you elbow him in the face? He was on a chair. I was. I would have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. It's weird, that isn't it? I was actually talking to a, a male journalist last night, and was saying that I, I struggle with pitching articles by saying that I write for people. Because he was saying, "What articles have you written?" And I was saying, "Well, I've written for the Guardian and Time Out and the Huffington Post and Standard Issue and the Pool." And he was like, "Well, that's amazing! Like, list all of those." And I was like, "Yeah, but I've only written for the Guardian like once, and you know this thing once." And mm-hmm. he was like, "Yeah, but you still write for them." Yep. Like, I would say, "I've written, I write yeah. present tense for yeah. all these." Whereas I'm always sort of, "Oh, I did one thing for the Guardian, but it sort it didn't of really wasn't." Count. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew I met the woman before, so yeah. she just let me in. Yeah, <laughs> sort yeah. Of the, and you know, it's it's like. Uh, maybe it is a female trait although I'm not worthy I'm not worthy yeah like oh I'm not actually good enough I I did get that thing but it was because it wasn't really a thing one thing that someone told me that you should to make yourself sort of be a bit more ballsy is just to pretend if you're writing that email if you're talking to somebody and about your abilities pretend you're talking about someone else because if it was your friend you'd be like she's written for the Guardian blah 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 you'd be much more likely to big them up but for yourself it feels a bit icky doesn't it and have you have you faced uh, some difficulties being a lady? I know we're always asked this, but I think it's interesting to discuss it with another female comedian mm. um, about being a woman in comedy. Because I remember in the show, didn't Kate Copstick say in Show Me the Funny say that you were too pretty at one point for people to find you funny? I can't remember. I remember Joe Brand said something about me wearing high heels, said it was off-putting or something. Which I was like, did you find oh. that weird? I did because I kind of thought Joe Brand's got so much to offer in advice, and mm. I just thought I don't know. I can't really remember what it was, to be honest, and it was all about our context. Anyway, I'm sure it was edited weird. But um, I did kind of think, I don't... I, I th- I'm sure there's more help you can give me than telling me not to wear high heels. Um, and have you found have you found in your career that any of that has come up? I think maybe I have overthought things, or maybe it's not overthinking, it's just going through the motions of thinking about it, like what to wear on stage. I think I went through... I used to be really... When I first started and I was doing competitions and stuff, I'd really sort of glam up and wear heels and a skirt and stuff. And then then I went the opposite. I was like, I just want to be... Just be a face, like, just yeah. listen to what I'm saying. And then now again, I'm trying to sort of... I'm, I'm on tour at the moment and um, I was talking to a stylist about some stuff and she was like, oh, I think, you know, it's a really good... I think it's really good to kind of... To, to look look the part when you're on tour. And I hadn't really thought about it. Before that, my last tour, I just sort of rocked up in whatever rubbish I was wearing on the train I never made a this you know this and this is the show kind of effort and this time I'm trying to change that and it makes me feel better it makes me feel more sort of right here we go showbiz is turned on so are you glamming up I'm glamming up again for my tour which is just quite nice nice. yeah I'm having like a dress and I'm ironing backstage that's too much yeah I know I'm not massively happy (laughs) with that get someone in get the husband (laughs) in Um, I I think it's funny isn't it I think Catherine Ryan when she's on TV she's always so glam yeah and actually I've always glammed down when I do stand up mm. in, in a way yeah. so that I'm just you know your run of the mill girl mm. and mm. no one's kind of looking at my clothes too much mm. but are you do audiences do you find audiences view you differently or was it something that you were just thinking about I don't think I'm partic- personally I'm not particularly good with clothes I love fashion but I'm not you know it's not one of my talents to be able to put interesting outfits together so um, I think I just want to when I'm if I do some TV stuff I want to be comfortable I want to be like confident in what I'm wearing. I've definitely yeah. worn some stuff up when I'm during it. I'm like, oh, it's too, this is tight, and I don't like him see my back fat. And I don't, you don't want to be feeling like that. So you don't I want think to be thinking about back fat when you're trying to make a joke. You don't, <laughs> unless it's about back fat. Um, so for the, some stuff I've had recently, I have got a stylist in because it's just, it just takes that stress away. You know that they're doing their job. If you can throw money at the problem and it will make you feel better, I think throw money at the problem. So that's that's what I've been doing. And it's, and I think it's all kind of about building the kind of hate to say brand but like the kind of persona yeah, yeah, that you yeah. want to have and how you're viewed and you know going forward into future products product projects and stuff about how how you're seen so you have done a lot of tv 
Do you think, do you have any top tips for comedians who might be listening that are trying to break into TV or anyone looking to get into the world of TV? Is it about brand? Are there other things you need to think about? Do you know, I have no idea from other people's point of view because my journey into it was so odd because the first work that I got as a comic was on TV, doing that reality TV show. Um, it's, It's tricky and it's... It's tricky if you're a guy, it's tricky if you're a girl for different reasons. Yeah. If you're a white middle class guy, there's a lot of you, so you to break through, that's one tricky thing. If you're a minority, that's another sort of hurdle you have to leap. If you're a woman, you've got a um, you know, there's usually one space at the table and you've got to fight for that and there's there doesn't seem to be much movement in that changing, which I find crazy. Um, and if you're a minority woman, good luck. Yeah, um, it's it's so it's so tricky. There's lots of there's so many hoops to jump through. Any tips? Any tips? Oh, have a nice agent. <laughs> Good tip. And work and just work hard. And I suppose just work hard. And hopefully, when talent, if you've got the talent, you've worked hard. When the opportunity arises, you'll be ready. Yeah, that plus that plus that equals you're ready, and you make the most of the opportunities. I like that you made it an equation. There. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to tweet that. That plus that plus that (laughs) equals you are ready. You're listening to Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. You are listening to Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines, and... Me, Ellie Taylor. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God I remembered my name. Now, off air, you've just told me about Obama Llama. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't concentrate on anything else. So, yeah, it's a game that Matt Edmondson, who is... He hosts The Extra Factor. He's a um, TV presenter and radio DJ. He does Radio 1. What's that, guys? Well, I've never heard of that radio no. station. He's a um, lot shorter than Ryland. Right. If true. you've ever watched. Fact, factually correct. And he, um, he's well, jack of all trades. So he like produces TV shows and he's designed some of his own board games. One of which that I was telling you about is called Obama Llama. So it's all about rhyming. And you said you're a massive board game fan and you love rhyming. I it's love like rhyming. It's like the universe has collided and presented you the perfect gift. I mean, I haven't got one for you, so it isn't the perfect oh. gift. Hypothetically. How could you arrive without a board game gift? <laughs> that would be a really neat... Just, I had a vibe, Sam. I had a vibe. <laughs> that you were into board games. <laughs> I'm so excited. Mm. I'm going to ask for that for Christmas. Not that far away. Now, also, we said earlier that we were going to Google the name of the HBO show that you were obsessed with. The Jinx. The Jinx. The Jinx. It's amazing. If you want to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's one... The Last Hour is one of the most extraordinary pieces of television I've ever seen. So <gasps> stick it's sensational if you like like solvy murdery crimey stuff it's and don't google anything about it okay just watch the jinx does it solve it at the end yeah (gasps) well yes watch it wow the jinx yeah are you sponsored by them in any way um i'm not sponsored by a murderer no okay that i'm aware of excellent (laughs) now we need to also talk about live at the apollo because you've done that recently i did it the other week yeah it's like the golden trophy of stand-up-ness it it was it felt lovely to be asked and lovely to do terrifying but it's yeah it's a real kind of ah you are one of us kind of thing (laughs) we accept you um like going back to what we were talking about earlier about being good enough yeah good enough that made me for a second feel i'm good enough did it say that on your door? Ellie Taylor, your dressing she's room. good enough. Plus, she's we needed a woman, enough. so that's why. <laughs> because I'm good enough. That's, that's the new the adverts new, yeah. for Love at the Apollo, like L'Oreal. <laughs> because I'm good enough. And people shake their mics at you. Um, so how was it? Because lots of people say it's daunting. There's stories of you can never die at Love at the Apollo, and then famously someone did. Yes. We won't say who. Yes. So how... Was it walking out on that massive stage? It's terrifying because you you start with but you're if you've seen, haven't seen it before you sort of start behind a big screen that says live at the Apollo and then they announce your name and then the screen moves up. There's loads of smoke like stars in your eyes and then you have to walk through and you, it's wow. very gladiatorial and you walk through and you can't actually see anything because there's so much blooming smoke everywhere and then you walk out in front of like nearly four thousand people. Um, and go, and then do a little tiny poo. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was actually it was te- it was very sort of daunting ahead of time, and I think as it should be because it's it's a big gig in regards to both the TV aspect and in itself playing the Apollo. It's a massive space, and it feels really quite a, a, an honour to be able to have said you've played it, played it. So um, it was quite daunting, and I put a lot of work in again, as you should do. I was going to say, how do you pick your material for well, a gig like yeah, that? I mean, I burnt quite a lot of my stuff already on t- other TV shows, so I didn't have 
anything, my old stuff, old, as you would say. So I was using stuff from my Edinburgh show this year, um, which again, I feel in a good position because I have worked hard this year. I did put everything into my Edinburgh show. I'm touring it now. So it feels like, you know, I've got all the, all the pieces are in place. It's just sort of like putting it all together, mm. put it, taking a 20 from an hour show. Um, and so it went, it went really well and I was really pleased. And after, you know, a couple of minutes out there, it did just feel like, oh, this is just a really lovely gig. And, if, and you know, I was lucky, they do two records a night. I was in the first record, so everyone's kind of up for it and engaged. Um, they were the whole night, actually, but I think during the second show, it's, it's harder. People are leaving for trains and stuff, so it's, it's probably a slightly drunk trick, more. more drunk, yes. Yeah. yes. So when can we see this? Do you know when it comes out? I don't know when exactly. I think it's before Christmas sometime, but I'm not exactly sure when. Looking forward to it. Yes, and um, what's your tour called, and where um, can we find it? It's called it? Infidelity. Um, so I'm on tour at the moment. So my name's Ellie, so Infidelity, Ellie... I see what you did Thanks there. Thanks very much. No, I really appreciate it. Always good when you have to explain a pun. And, uh, yes, I'm on tour at the moment. I'm kind of midway through, so I've still got quite a few dates left up until the end of November. I'm calling it a UK tour. Realise it's only in England. I couldn't give monkeys about the regions, apparently. Oh, so, yeah, maybe one day. Uh, well, yeah, see. See if they up the game. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not there. I haven't. I think it's whatever reason my promoter hasn't booked me in. So I've kicked in Wales. It was lovely. Maybe the Welsh hate me and I don't know it. Well, you've done Edinburgh. Yeah, I mean, I've been yeah, I've been in Scotland so, for a month. And people are like, UK. "Are you not coming to Scotland?" Or, "Oh, you're not coming to Scotland." I can't do Scottish accent. Scotland, I can only do it if I sound like a butch man. That's I would like. I would take that still. I can't do. I it. don't know if it goes with my face. Anyway, we're going to practice our Scottish accent. Okay, great. <laughs> you're listening to Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines on Hoxton Radio. You're listening to Hoxton Radio with me, Samantha Baines, and my special guest... Ellie Taylor! There she is. There it's she time is. for the alternative news. So this isn't the real serious news. This is the crazy stories we've found from the week. And here with the headlines, Ellie Taylor. Do, 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 do. That's the news noise. Oh, you've got it. <laughs> I bought my own. But thank you for bringing your own. Do, 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 do. That's Tattoo Farm, who's a pretty witness. A little mistake. In Cumbria, Batman's got Jokers covered. I'll enjoy that. Those are the headlines. My husband's a journalist, so I feel like I'm bringing out my serious side. Does he? Does he do the reporting? Yeah, on the radio, um, on telly, <gasps> real life man on the telly. Does he do the news voice ever at you when you're at home? Yeah, sometimes he can narrate stuff in quite a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> but does he ever do it like in the middle of an argument, and you're like, "That is your news voice." <laughs> Stop saying you're live from Iraq, you liar. (laughs) I love that. Does he do you think he has a slightly different voice when he does that? Yeah, when he reads something, it's kind of he's Australian as well, that's why I was putting on the Australian. And he will get the same kind of, you know, pattern of the voice. Yeah. I won't do it because he'll kill me. (laughs) I thought you were suggesting he just puts on an Australian accent for the news. Because everything, everything has a bit a bit less serious in an Australian accent. Yeah, it is. Well. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not that bad, actually. <laughs> and the first story of the week, that is tattoo far. Courtney Lee, age 20, has got her boyfriend's name tattooed on her face. Or, as her possessive partner puts it, she's been branded like Heinz Beans. I mean, that's quite a way to put it. The word Ryan is above her left eyebrow, while Wibbo is on the other side. So nobody else will ever be able to look at her without seeing Ryan's handiwork. Her boyfriend Ryan Wibberly, 23-year-old tattoo artist, shock, who goes by the name Wibbo, claims he persuaded his 39 ex-girlfriends... He's persuaded 39 ex-girlfriends to get his name tattooed on them. Most didn't go for the face... (laughs) Shocker. But apparently legs, arms, fingers and backsides instead. I read this story, Samantha Baines, and I'm not impressed by it. First of all, my biggest gripe, that is she has Wibbo and Ryan. They're not even symmetrical and they're not in the same font. If you're going to have it on your eyebrows, above your eyebrows, have it so it's bloody even. Yeah, one kind of veers off to the left. Yes. It's ridiculous. And what what is she thinking? What are just so many questions about this? And also, you know, getting it tattooed on your forehead, like a phrase, it's not even really on her forehead. It literally is, you know, hovering on her eyebrow. Yeah. Well, eyebrows are getting bigger, so maybe she can just... Grow them over. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just stencil, yeah. What is better? Would you rather have massive wonky eyebrows or someone's name tattooed on your forehead? I think a fringe. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the only option there. What's she going to do? That's so... Obviously, the neither of them are the full shilling. He's not a tattoo artist. He's and a guy who's got a tattoo gun that he's bought off eBay. And did he do it? Yes. Presumably, that's awful. And she's only twenty years old. Like she's got a lot of life with tattoos on her forehead. Have you got any tattoos? Not yeah. on your forehead because I can't see any. But just have, <laughs> what have you got? I have um, breathe tattooed on the underneath of my right breast. Oh. But I got it done in a bar in Thailand. Don't do this at home. Okay. And and then I found out that Miley Cyrus has the same tattoo. Did they suggest wrist. it to you? No, it's because I have anxiety. Right. And it was and and I have anxiety about like getting ill, especially when I go away. Right. And so I thought, what's the most reckless thing I can do that means that I'll look at it and go, I'm not going to be anxious anymore because I did that. Yeah. And I thought, get a tattoo in a bar in Thailand. So I got a tattoo like two meters away from people drinking cocktails in a wow, bar, wow. saying "breathe" to kind of remind me to go. Oh, so when you fine. get hepatitis C from the yeah. needle, just mm, breathe, and it'll that's be fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> just breathe through it. Wow. Okay. I, don't I didn't get any diseases that we know of yet. So but don't. Work. But don't try that. No. <laughs> <laughs> also, it is it is a bit of a wanky thing to say. I've got breathe tattooed on my first thought, I thought you were going to say brie, like the cheese. Brie. No, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, don't do that. You have to be careful when people tell you about their tattoos because you don't know whether they still love it and you can't take the mickey out of it. I do love it, but okay. people do take the mickey out of it. Okay, that. well, that's, that's a good way to have a tattoo. Not too earnest. <laughs> what would you get tattooed if you had to get a tattoo? I like tailor? those, when you see, like, on BuzzFeed, 30 great tiny tattoos. I like, oh, yeah. like, little tiny ones that you can get on your finger or something. But then what is the point of, like, three dots? What's the point? What is the point? You know it's there. I know it's there. But I'm happy just to doodle with a biro quite often. Okay, every day. When I'm Change working for something big, I do. Like, when I find I'm sort of stuck in a room. Ever since I was, like, revising my GCSEs, I would just draw on myself. And I sort of... <laughs> I take my clothes off at the end of the night, like, oh, God, I've got a heart on my stomach and I forgot about it. Did you ever try and do your own tattoo? No. No. People at my school tried to do that, like, with a protractor and then they coloured over it with a pen. Just get a cat. That's not the same. Don't <laughs> tattoo your cats if you're listening. Ooh, could you do it? No, you couldn't no. do that. Um, I like little tattoos, but my problem is because I do some of the period drama yeah. variety of things, I can't get a tattoo anywhere you can see it. If it was tiny, they could cover it up. Yeah, but they do not like that. It takes a lot of extra time. That's their problem. Basically, I'm going to get tattooed underwear because no one will ever see that. <laughs> a tattooed corset. <laughs> a girdle. <laughs> so I'd be nude and it'd look like I was wearing underwear. Next up, who's a pretty witness? A man almost ended up going to jail after a family pet exposed his affair with the housemaid. So the alleged affair came to light after the parrot started to repeat flirty phrases in front of his wife, who hadn't heard anything like it for some time, apparently. She wondered for a while about her husband's relationship with their maid at their home in Kuwait. So when the bird started to parrot what it had overheard, she seized it as evidence and went to the police. So adultery is illegal in the Gulf state, carrying a potential prison sentence or even hard labour. Oh, God. If the bird's evidence had been admitted, he could have faced a severe penalty for his indiscretion. But thankfully for him, the parrot was not deemed a credible witness <laughs> and the case did not proceed. Have you ever been in a similar situation? <laughs> With a bird that snitched on me. Oh my god! What was the what were the phrases? Do we know the phrases? I don't know. Should we look it imagine. up? It'll be. I guess if it's in Korean, it'll be Arabic. Anyway, yeah. So I don't know. We could look up the translation, but it might not make sense. Okay. Um, it depends wow. how hardcore they were. I guess. Yeah. If they were just like, "You're looking great today," it'd be fine. Also, the parrot could have heard it on TV. It's true. Like he could have just been watching some porn. The husband, yeah, and the parrot could just re repeat some of the phrases. It's an, a very—I mean, all of it's quite odd, isn't it? I'm going to be honest. I think producer Kate has found some of the phrases. Oh yes, what are the phrases? Oh, that's not true. I love you, Gary. The bird squawked. <laughs> Gary is not a very Kuwaiti name. I'm guessing they're maybe expats. Gary. No one's called Gary these days. Also, that's not a flirty phrase. I love you, Gary. Anyone could have said that. Oh, yeah, they're not, they're expats. So that's, that's fun. Gary. I, I love you, Gary. Oh, oh, that's a bird noise. I love you, Gary. Oh, oh that's fine. I found it now. Oh, wow, I can't believe we got the audio from the actual parrot. 
A little mistake. Uh, a banner with a totally embarrassing error has been erected outside a new branch of the supermarket and a photo of the gaffe has since been posted on Reddit. There's a heated debate as to whether the store is in Dublin or Warrington, but the typo is clear for all to see. The sign reveals that the new store will open on the 1st of November, which is 3TH instead of 3 RD. Many Reddit users jumped to the defence of the designer and explained how the mistake could have happened. One wrote, former corporate communications lackey here, guaranteed this is the work of one person department of design marketing communications minute taking and coffee running, who had the opening date changed on him and her so much that the words on the poster lost all meaning, thereby diminishing the ability to see even the most obvious of errors. <laughs> Thanks corporate efficiency. Oh, that's silly. What a backup. I used to work in events and I made lots of errors like that. Did you ever write the first? I don't think I wrote the first, but I'm sure I sent out plenty of typos. It's just sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees. And also, you know, why do some dates have RD and some have TH? Um, well, it's the end of the word, isn't it? But maybe we, but maybe they were just trying to, like, mainstream the... Unify it. Yeah. 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 Uniform it. Unify, form it. The th- we sh- you know, we should call it, instead of the third, it should be the thirth. Thirth. The, the sixth. May the thirth be with you. Yeah. Let's try it. <laughs> Let's start it right here, yeah. right now. <laughs> or they could just typo check their signs. Yeah. In Cumbria, Batman's got jokers covered. Out of the strangest of times comes the unlikeliest of heroes. And to describe the killer crown craze sweeping the UK as strange would be a dramatic understatement. The activities reported range from simple sightings of clowns frightening people and passing cars to more sinister incidents where fancy dress figures have been approaching school children. If, as an adult, creepy clowns make you feel uneasy, imagine how scared you'd be if you were a child. So step forward, Gary Bedford, a construction site manager by day, Batman by night, night, an all-round modern-day hero. 47-year-old father from Cumbria, he's taking on killer clowns for the sake of the kids. So there's no Alfred on hand to insist him or a fancy bat cave decked out with the latest crime-fighting technology, but Gary's work is very important and effective. He pretends to be Batman on the phone. Gary has been reassuring worried children in the area that they're safe from the epidemic. What are the chances? Two news stories with Gary's in. Very different Gary's. <laughs> I love you, Gary. We really do love that Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Gary. Maybe, yeah, maybe the parrot had just been watching the news. Just loves a good crime fighter. Listening to us on the radio in, in, the, in future. the time warp. <laughs> yeah. And, and loves that Gary. How cute is that, though? That's very cute. I mean, how has he got these children's phone numbers? Let's not go not into as that. Not cute, not but, as cute. Are the, are the clowns still around? I thought it was a bit like Pokemon. It's a bit got dead and gone now. No, it? they're still around. Uh, well, it's There's not going to be better with Halloween, is it? No. I feel like maybe there'll be some big event on Halloween that I'm quite scared for. Oh, I find all that a little bit scary. Are I'm, you scared I'm, of clowns? I'm a grown-up woman, but I'm still scared of, like, monsters. Well, there was one who was dressed up as a clown with a chainsaw wandering around. He so sounds anyone would be scared of that. Idiot. I did write an article for Time Out um, called Five Things Scarier Than the Creepy Clowns. What were the five so, things? Donald Trump and stuff like that. Oh, he's quite scary. Honey G, winning the X Factor. Because <laughs> Snoop Dogg has said he would duet with her if she's in the final. Oh, good God, help us all. Yeah. So there you go. There are more scary things, but they're still pretty scary. And if you are scared, call Batman. It's Hoxton Radio. Baines plus one. Hoxton Radio. Poem of the week. It is time for Poem of the Week of Bane Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and Ellie Taylor. Now, Ellie, you've written me a poem. I have written you a poem. I'm thrilled. Well, um, I should caveat this by saying I've been listening to a lot of the Hamilton soundtrack. Okay. Are you familiar with Hamilton? No. So Hamilton is a smash hit Broadway musical that has taken America by storm. It's had sold out. You sound out. like you're reading the press release. I do, don't I? But it's, ama- it's amazing. <laughs> no, but Sam, seriously, it's me, Zan. Um, okay. So it's all about um, one of the founding fathers of America, um, Alexander Hamilton. And it's all like sort of hip hop and rap. And uh, there's, there's, normal song, there's normal songs in it as well. Are you going to be rapping it? So it's kind of like <gasps> performance poetry, which I've never done, but I'm really enjoying it. So it's going to be an exclusive. It's quite, it's quite punchy. Okay. It's quite powerful. Wow. Yeah. Does it have a title? I haven't thought of a title. No, because it's so modern, it doesn't have a title. Okay. Here we go. It's Ellie Taylor with an exclusive on Hoxton Radio. 
This is about something that's that's really troubling me at the moment. Okay, okay here we go. It's always on my mind, racing through my brain like a virgin pedalino or a really fast dog, or like Professor Stephen Hawking when he almost ran over my foot in Cambridge. Truth is, it occupies my mind all the time, filling up my thoughts like that puffy yellow stuff they put in wall cavities, bursting, expanding, nowhere, no beginning, just growing in importance and yellowness. But now the moment has come. Push comes to shove and I have to decide. No longer can I hide from this conundrum inside. This is my moment, the moment you own it. You better never let it go, you only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow. The opportunity comes once in a lifetime. So here I am, speaking it aloud, finally breaking out the question of all questions that's been whirling and whirling and whirling round my nut. Is it time for me, Ellie Taylor, to get a fringe cut? Whoa. The crowd goes wild. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. <laughs> Producers Kate and Kieran were really loving that. Thanks, mate. That was some excellent performance powerful, poetry skills. Thank I mean, you. there was mention of polyfiller in there. Thank you. Um, did Stephen Hawking really nearly run over your foot? 100% true. Wow. He whizzed, whizzed down that street, let me tell you. Did, did it actually touch foot? No, thanks to my Jedi-like reactions, it didn't, but did, it was pretty close call. So. Did he say sorry? <laughs> but he may have in the future. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Black hole. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> thank you very much. That was amazing. My poem also has a space theme. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah, I should have said sort I did that on purpose for you. Thank you. Oh, I've done that, Scott. Thank you. I'm I'm going to read mine just in a sort of um, conversational way. Boring. Okay. Um, yeah. Actually, just because I I feel like compete. I can't compete. No. Yeah. Exactly. And you like thing. owned that. So. You do you, okay. and I'll just do better than you. Okay. So. Thank you. In your own time. <laughs> Wow, I feel um, <laughs> fine about that. Um, so <laughs> I'm dead inside. Now you are dead inside. My I mean, work is done. You are on my radio show. If you insult <laughs> me anymore, I'm going to put your mic down. Um, <laughs> so my, my poem is called An Awesome Space Ride. Here we go. Dear Sally, you were an awesome ride. No, not like that. Put those dirty thoughts aside. I'm talking about the first American woman in space. And yes, Valentina Tereshkova beat her in the space race. But when it comes to possible names of rides in a park, Sally, you'll always get my mark. I'd much rather go on the Sally ride than take my chances on the Valentina slide. Don't get me wrong, I've nothing against Russia at all. When it comes to space, they were ahead of us all. So just that Sally seems closer to me. Our names even start with the same letters, you see. <laughs> she was also brought up on religion and she was good at sport. Okay, well, scrap the second. I'm not that sort. I guess I wish that we could have been mates. We could have been if we swapped a few dates. She went into space four years before I came about and she died when the, we had the Olympics to flout. After her space strip, she used her fame not to sell perfumes or to play the celeb game. She set up a programme to educate the young, targeting the kids who went unsung. Girls in science was her focus, to challenge the gender stereotypes locus. So Sally was a cool rider. Not like Michelle Pfeiffer, but a space survivor. An inspiring woman I wish I met. I'm not the only one in the ride fan net. The Beatles wanted a ticket to ride. Even Bieber, the secret feminist, wanted Sally by his side. Just look at the lyrics of his song, Ride. We could all go to the moon and through the air. I just want to ride. So as her obsessive best friend who got there late, here's a poem to lay at her heavenly gate. And if she fancies a ride out of heaven for a day, I'd be happy to give her a charm bracelet and show her the way. Thank you. It's my obsessive poem about Sally Ride. Um, I don't know who Sally Ride is. She's the first American. Do you know I've now? Got, I got the vibe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got the vibe about Sally Ride. Educational Thanks, and that's rhyming. Actually, that's actually very good. Thank you. I mean, nearly as good as mine. Not quite though. Not quite. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that was actually a little bit better than I anticipated. <laughs> And I'm not particularly happy. Oh, I'm really sorry. I read it on the overground on the way. Did you? It's very. There was a lot of actual real life rhymes in it. I love rhymes. Oh, I you do. You. Obama Lama. Rhymes are my life. Are they? Rhymes. Rhymes are my life. I mean, rhymes aren't my life. That was an over exaggeration. Right. I'm sorry. You just quite like. But rhymes. once a week, I write a rhyming right. poem. And <laughs> <laughs> that's really good, Sam. You should do this as a job. What? Like write rhymes? Like rhymer. Is there must that be a job? job for that, right? I don't know. Rhyme, official rhymer. I try and work some rhymes into my articles. Rhymer laureate. 
Okay, I'm going to Google whether that's a job and we'll be back with a bit more after this. Baines Plus One, Hoxton Radio. Now it is time for Ellie Taylor to interview me. The I'm going to give you the control. Oh, thank you for the control. We just mimed taking and handing the control. You couldn't see it, but it was wonderful. We're such actors, aren't we? <laughs> Amazing. Improv, physical. Um, okay, Sam. Yes. Here's some questions for you. Okay. Are you happy? Oh my god. Yeah, I cut to the quick. Are you going to make me cry? Yeah. You're like Piers Morgan <gasps> life story. <Three> in. <laughs> <laughs> it was my dad. Yeah. No, are you happy? I think at the moment I am because. Okay, you're going to love this. This is kind of like getting I am, I am enough tattooed on yourself. So I went to a yoga class like a few months ago. Uh-huh. And during the meditation at the end, the yoga teacher said, embrace the journey. And it just really, for some reason, I like yoga, but I'm never, I'm just like, um, and then I leave. But that, that phrase really kind of hit me at that moment. It was post-Edinburgh where I was feeling the Edinburgh blues. And... It just made me think, actually, I should be enjoying everything that I'm doing rather than thinking I want to be up there doing that, like, now. You right. know, I want to be at yeah. the end of my career doing yeah. all the amazing stuff. Yeah. And so recently, in the last couple of months, I've just kind of just been enjoying what I'm doing already and I've really liked it. That's good. And also, a lot of the time, I've been doing what other people tell me to do. So, you know, like, people in stand-up are like, mm-hmm. you have to gig every night, mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to be an awful stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. and you need to practice, practice, practice. And actually, for me and my lifestyle, I've started gigging a little bit less so that I have time to hang out with my friends and see my husband and write material. And it means that when I do gig, I look forward to it instead sure. of yeah. feeling... And I guess it comes from the fact that I can do other things. Yes. So I don't have to make a living from doing gigging. Um, but yes, I think I am. I think from our point of view, like being a comic and doing other things as well, I just think if you were a straight actress, you wouldn't have the opportunities. You, you couldn't make your own work in the yeah. same way that you are doing at the moment, which I think obviously is, is helpful for you. I yeah. Think. It's funny what little phrases like stick in your mind. Like I've got, um, I'm not really like a, fra- like a, you know, like a silly, like, oh, live, love, laugh kind of person. But there's one phrase I've got on my phone, eh, um, on my um, thing board, it's just, um, uh, uh, what, uh, what if I fall? Oh, my darling, what if you fly? Because now my no, natural reaction is always, I think I'm going to yeah. fail at everything. So I think it's but like, what if you it's fly? funny that that little thing in yoga is sort of stuck with you. So where is the end game then for you? Oh my what God, you, you should get that tattooed on you. Oh my God, I should do. <laughs> I don't know why I'm really into tattoos today, but I am. In a pair of like angel, in an angel wing shape yes. on my back. What if you fly? Um, yeah, what, is, what, what, what are your aims? What do you want to, like, what's next year about for you? What have you learnt from this year? Where are you going forward next year? Well, I've always been a person who's had, like, really big goals. And I think at the moment I'm just letting go of them a bit and being like, I love doing the radio, I love being a journalist, and I love making people laugh, whether that be acting or doing stand-up comedy. So I just want to be better at all of those and do more of all of those. But, I mean, one of the end goals is to have uh, Chris Evans' breakfast show on Radio 2. Well, I just heard this morning that his ratings weren't going so well, so you might be in there. Yes! It's a sign. <laughs> You're my good luck charm. <laughs> I, I feel like um, it would take quite a leap for them to, to pick me up now and just give me that. But I'm working towards it. No, s- s- small steps. Small steps. That's what you're working towards. One day at a time. And Embrace what the journey. Has been your um, what's been your biggest accomplishment this year? What what are the what's the thing you're most proud of this year? Oh my. I'm doing all the big questions. I'm getting my bathroom redone. Um, <gasps> are you? Oh, I need to talk <laughs> about tiles. It hasn't been redone yet, though. Oh, but we do oh, need to talk about tiles. Oh, we need to talk about tiles. But what tiles? Okay, this is the next question. What tiles are you having on the floor? Okay. On the floor, patterned ones. Actual porcelain tiles. Or? Yes. And wow. everyone says they'll make your feet cold. Mummy said that. That's what my mum said That is to exactly me. what my mum said. And she said if you drop stuff, it'll chip and crack and they're really hard to get up. But we're on a ground floor flat, so apparently tiles work better on a ground floor flat because the floor's actually flat, so oh. they're less likely to crack. Right. And we have tiles on the floor in our bathroom at the moment and I don't get cold feet. Well, I think, thank God we've spoken about this today because people... Who listen to Hoxton Radio want to know about our bathroom situation, don't they? Um, I, I think my biggest win this year is probably doing Edinburgh. Yeah. Like, that was my, like, I want to get it out of the way and I feel like a real comedian now. And oh. I'm getting my bathroom redone, so... I think that's a real that's a real grown-up achievement, isn't it? <laughs> getting a bathroom Oh, done. and we bought a house. That's probably the biggest one. That's a really big one. We bought the house to redo the bathroom off. Right, right. Wow. Did you feel scared when you bought your house? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it? We have to get life insurance We're in case one of us dies. Yes, Sam, that's what we're doing at the moment. It's scary. And it, yeah, and it's all like critical illness cover and stuff. And it costs quite a lot of money. money. <laughs> yeah, part of me's like, if he fell off a cliff, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Because <laughs> we'd have it privately and You wouldn't work. get a payout now, though. Oh, Why? you're sort Because you're just sorting it. Well, I'm not going to push him off the cliff. Okay, on that note, let's Going on have holiday a bit to of... Cornwall. What <laughs> 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 a happy coincidence. <laughs> Hoxton Radio. Oh, Ellie Taylor. Oh, hi, Samantha Baines. It's been a pleasure to have you on the I've show. I've had a really lovely time. Thanks for having me. We're just having great chats off air now. I know. As as you missed out on all of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about bathroom tiles. Oh, it's so exciting. And life insurance. <laughs> Yay. Hashtag adults. Um... <laughs> It's been a lot of fun. You're on tour at the moment. I am on tour. All over the UK. All over the UK, England. Um, <laughs> yes, infidelity. It's All the information is on my website, ellietaylorcomedy.com. And you're going to be at the Live at the Apollo, which is out later in the year, which, which will be out later in the year. Yeah. Forward to. Yeah. And where can people find you on the social medias? Um, I am on Twitter, at Ellie Jane Taylor. Instagram, at Ellie Jane Taylor. And on Facebook, under Ellie Taylor. Just sort of early title. Just like your name. That's my, that's my name. Just yeah. Google her name. Yeah. And since you asked me such a brilliant question, I'm going to ask it back to you. What's your big achievement, do you think, this year? Um, I'm going to say Apollo. Live at the Apollo? Yeah. Not the Apollo mission. Just I did finding that out too. About I just don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> did Tom Hanks play you in the film? 100%. Yeah. Live at the Apollo. Was yeah. that kind of a, a dream of yours? Yeah. I always wanted to play the Apollo and I, I just think my, over the last few years I've put in so much work and combined with my agent's work and I think we've both worked really well together to sort of try and achieve the things that we're both kind of aiming for. And so it felt like a real, like, like we've said, I'm enough moment, pat on the head, yeah. this is it, well done, well done mate. I just think whatever happens, even if I die tomorrow, I could be like, wow, that's a really, good, I feel like it's a really good solid thing to hang your hat on. And your husband would get a massive payout because you've got life insurance. Well, not yet. We need a few more days. To okay. <laughs> Don't die tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Even if you died next Wednesday. Yeah, when the transaction's gone through on okay. the card. Yeah. yeah. Habit it. <laughs> um, and what's next for you? Um, well, yeah, I'm touring till the end of um, November. And then um, I'm just going to chill out for Christmas. My husband's parents are yeah. coming over from um, Australia. They're going to yeah. stay with us for Christmas, so I'm going to be the hostess with most us. <gasps> and I'm planning lots of touristy things, like we're going to go to the Royal Out Hall to see carols and stuff. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, I'm basically not doing anything in December, and I'm really looking forward to it. What's your favourite thing about Christmas? Every single thing. Okay. Do you like the all-year-round Christmas shops? Um, I can kind I think, like, October onwards, I'm, I'm on the game. I, yeah. I went past a place the other day, a house, and they have a Christmas tree up already. I it's think, not even November. Mm, no, I think end of November at a push, you can do it. But I can't wait. I was in a Zara home the other day and I smelt a Christmas candle and it just makes me so happy. Cinnamon. I had my first mulled wine yesterday. Shut the front door. And I was like, mm, Christmas. Santa's on his way. <laughs> do you still believe in Santa? Of course I do. My okay. husband is a Grinch though, but that's why we're yin and yang. <laughs> thought you were going to say my, my husband, husband is. is Santa. Yeah, he's Australian the whole time, who knew? <laughs> Well, that's how he can get round everything so quickly because he starts upside down. Uh, oh, that makes God. sense. You're so good at science. Mm, if you think about it, it makes sense. Totally. That's going to go in my show this year. Okay. <laughs> how Santa works. Oh, he's almost early on, obviously. By Samantha Baines. Um, Ellie Taylor, thank you so much. You've been thank wonderful. You. Thanks, Sam. Thanks so much. What fun. What fun. <laughs> what absolute fun. Thank you very much for listening. Baines Plus One. Thanks for listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines. The show is originally recorded on Hoxton Radio and the podcast is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com for more info. Don't forget you can follow me on social medias at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines on Facebook. Please subscribe and leave us a nice review.